going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? Welcome to our master class. We're so glad to see you. I see Can y'all hear us? Can you hear us? Yes. All right. Good to see y'all tonight. Thank you for being on. And we are glad that they made it. Yes, thank you guys for coming on with us. Do me a favor tonight. If you can mute your um, microphones until you get ready to say something, that would be awesome. Charity, if you could help us um, mute everyone until um, we acknowledge them. But it's so good to see you all. What do y'all see on the screen tonight? Do you see me and my wife, or do y'all see a whole bunch of stuff up on the screen? Um, is LaShawn? Both. both. You see both. both? Okay, Charity, I just want them just to see us right now. So we're going to try to work it out to where we just see us. I see a bunch of y'all. Y'all look good tonight. Yes. All these, all these lovely couples. Good to see you. Listen, Rhonda and I wanted so desperately to come together with you tonight just to spend some time with you and celebrate what God has done in our lives. 30 years of marriage. I, on 9-11, we uh, celebrated 30 years. And when I think about that, that's a pretty awesome achievement, especially today. Some folk can't stay together 30 days, but we've been able to make it 30 years. So we just praise God for that. And uh, thank you for being on with us tonight. Um, I was thinking when we got married 30 years ago, we were 23 and 24 years old. We were babies. And when I, y'all, when I look at my children and they're the same age, I'm like, how in the world did we get married at 23 and 24? We didn't it know. A, it was a different time. We didn't know nothing. Nothing. <laughs> but take us back, Ron, when, when you're walking down the aisle uh, 20, 30 years ago, what's going through your mind? Oh, my gosh. I am so scared. I'm like, I'm getting ready to get married. And all these people are here with us. I don't know what to do when I get married. I was excited. I was fearful. Uh, I just had, I was just a ball of emotion. Seeing my dad walking me down the aisle and then take me back. I had to go with him to get his tuxedo because he wanted to wear an old tuxedo. You guys remember the kind that had the ruffles? The dolomite. Is that what with the ruffles? The it was a solid color shirt, <laughs> and then it had another color around the ruffle. I was like, "Dad, we can't do that. We're not going to do that." But I was so excited and nervous at the same time. What about you? So when I'm looking at you coming up the aisle, she's coming up the aisle. She's looking like an angel. She's glowing. My brother even leaned over, like, "Man, she's so beautiful." And uh, I was, I was, I had joy and I had trepidation. Oh wow. Because I was like, do I have what it takes to be a husband? I didn't have a blueprint. My mom and dad divorced when I was seven years old. I didn't have a blueprint. I didn't know what a, a healthy marriage looked like. And so I was scared. But I was also overjoyed because she was so beautiful. But that day was the best day of my life. And uh, I thank God every day that he gave me you. And fast forward to, to four boys later. Uh, three homes later, we started a church together. Mm -hmm. We opened and closed a car wash business. We started a marriage ministry, Naked and Unashamed. And here we are today. And we've learned so much. And one of the things we learned is this, is that marriage is not a destination. It's a journey. So Charity, can you pull up this slide for us? 
marriage is not a destination. It is a journey. And there's an after proverb that says a journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. Mm -hmm. And so tonight we want to talk to y'all about our journey. We want to talk to you about our journey because it's been a long one. And watch this. So many people, babe, uh, put all of their attention into 30 minutes. Right. All of this preparation and money spent oh my God. for this wedding. And you have a lifetime to plan together. We've been here together for 30 years because we didn't put all the emphasis on 30 minutes. No, we didn't. Because just like pledging, they tell you real pledging doesn't start until after until after you cross. Correct. The real journey began after we said, I do. Mm -hmm. And we had to learn some things that we want to share with you. Before we share, though, I want to see where y'all are from. I, before we tell all our business, I want where y'all from. I want to see how long you've been married and what city you're from tonight. We want to see who's in the house tonight before we jump into it. So real quick, uh, in the chat, I want you to type in uh, how long you've been dating or married and what city you're from tonight. And Charity, you may have to help us because I can't see like I used to. Uh, I'm getting older. I'll be 55 this month. Uh, so as people uh, type in, just, just shout them out. Um, tell me their name and where they're from and how long they've been married or dating. Uh, go ahead, y'all. Type it in the chat. And then I see. So, uh, Jaja and his wife is 13 years. Yeah. Uh, Yolanda is Memphis, two years. All right. Uh, Mac and Quita is six years. All right, Gibsons. <laughs> they coming we in. We got the Young, they're Olive Branch, they're 10 years. 10 years. Bree and Justin, uh, Washington, 10 years, Cordova. Washington in the house. Okay. We got the Newsom celebrating 34 years. Got some, got some OGs on the line. We got um, uh, the Pollards, 14 years, Memphis. All right. The right, Haynes right. are 18 years, and they're in Memphis. Yes. 15 years, the Gales. We got one year from Ocean Springs, Mississippi. And that's All right, the Thompson. I didn't know they had an ocean in Mississippi. All right, Ocean Springs. <laughs> and then we got Wayne and Paula. They're celebrating 14 years. 14. Maze. All right now. Robert and Linda Jones, six years, and they're in Memphis. Memphis in the house. We got uh, 34 years from Marlon and Denise Carter. All right, Carter. Mr. and Mrs. Carter. We got Kentucky in the house. Okay. Uh, oh, Kentucky. What part of Kentucky? Uh, it says Franklin, and they're celebrating 10 years. What's good? I bet that's some of my relatives. Yeah. Uh, Constance Blantz. Yes. Hey, Connie. Good to see you, Connie. Yeah, we God got uh, Miss Candace celebrating five years. All right. Uh, Dan Rich, a year and a half. Shout out to Memphis. That okay. first year is the hardest year. Keep on going. Uh, Mississippi, 28 years, Miss Evelyn. Miss Evelyn. All right, Miss Evelyn. Yeah, uh, the Dean celebrating 26 years and they're in Horn Lake. Okay. All right, Horn Lake. Jamila, she's in Henderson, Mississippi, celebrating 23 years. Woo 23. Michael Jordan year. We got Pat, um, 40 years. 40 years. Oh, wow. Okay. This yeah. couple, this is June 11, 2023. This is Miss Carla and Carlos. All right, now. Okay, we got Justin Washington. They're 10 years. We got Frank. They're in Phoenix, Arizona. 
And then for three years. They had a hot summer. Y'all been having 114 degrees. I don't know how y'all made it. Hang in there now. We got Toya and David, seven years. All right. Constance and Rodney, 10 years. John oh. and Hope, three years. And they're in Lexington, Kentucky. KY. Y'all don't let me mute. The Bluegrass State. Okay. And then we have, again, another Candace. She's five years. Okay. Terrence. Uh, Terrence and John, 14. Uh, we got uh, Yoshi and Rock, 26 years, out of Memphis. Yoshi and Rock, what's up? What's up? Tiffany and Tony, 10 years. We have another couple that's from Phoenix, Arizona, and that's Frank um, and Takia Taylor, the Taylors. And then we have... Sean and Nikki Boyd, 17 years. What's up, Boyd? All Let's right. give it up for everybody that's been married. Y'all still together. You still love each other. We are so proud of y'all. Thank you for being on. It's good to share the room with so many people who have made a commitment. And that's one of the keys, baby, to, to staying married, staying happy, is surrounding yourself with people who are trying to stay married. Absolutely. And so y'all in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. So thank you for being on. So we're going back to our journey, right? Okay. So we've been married 30 years. Uh, fast forward, we had to figure some things out and we want to tell you our story. So the first thing that we had to learn was how to talk to each other. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So when we first started, you know, as much as we loved each other in college and stayed on the phone and all of that, you know, y'all remember back in the day when you used to call each other before cell phones and all of that, um, we used to have like rotary phones and stuff. And so to be able to talk to somebody, uh, it was it was a luxury. I mean, you, you had to catch them at the right time, the answer phone, oh, they home. And so we'd stay on the phone and talk all night, right? Mm -hmm. Breathing on the phone. You hang up first. Now you hang up. Uh, and now we in this age of cell phones and we are hyper-connected and people really have lost the art of communicating. We used to write love letters. I still have some of those love letters. With my little chicken scratch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but we, we figured out that where we messed up, we were talking at each other, but not talking to each other. Correct. And my wife, she got frustrated with me because women are a lot more detailed than men in their communication. Men have less words than women. And my wife would always say, you talk to the whole world, but then you don't have anything left for me. You remember that? Yes, I definitely remember that. And I said it because I wanted to get all of the information, at least firsthand information, and not just get the sound bites. And so I felt like you were giving that away to other people and not giving it to me. And I listened, didn't I? You did. Yeah, you adjusted really well. And one of the things I had to learn was I'm from the city. And so in Louisville, Kentucky, and my neighborhood, we had to learn how to joan on each other. And so Stacy would like to say, I have a slick mouth. <laughs> um, or, but I could cut you to the white meat if I really needed to but I had to learn that I was hurting my husband by me having mm. such very sharp responses to some of the things that he would say to me sometimes it was intentional I'm being she was, an, she was an antithesis to Michelle Obama Michelle Obama <laughs> said when they go low we go high 
my baby was when they go low, I'm going lower. And I've gotten better. You've gotten a, you've gotten a lot better. better. You have. And and one of the, my one of my super challenges was uh, as a preacher, I had this gift of being able to interpret not only what is written, but also what is not said. And I'm very analytical in communicating. And so I'll dig into something and tear it apart. And what I began to do was to try to analyze my wife's logic and to show her that my logic was superior. Uh, and, and and what I did was I missed understanding her heart. I mm -hmm. never understood her heart because I was too busy trying to prove myself right. Right, and dissect everything. And the best part of communication is understanding the other. Can y'all right. type that in the comments? Somebody say understanding. Uh, Escape right. had it right back in the in the 90s and said, all I really want is understanding. We want to communicate for the purposes of understanding. Right. And there's a scripture that I meant to start with. Uh, Proverbs 24 and 3, it says that a house is built with wisdom and established with knowledge, established with understanding. A house was, is built with wisdom and established with understanding, and the and the rooms of the house are filled with riches through knowledge. So watch this, y'all. We need wisdom, we need understanding, and we need knowledge. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And that comes through communication. We got to understand. So one of the things we're going to teach you later on is we want to give you some tools to communicate. It's so important. Number two, Charity, can we go to number two? What's the second thing we learned on this journey, babe? We had to learn how to fight fair. Mm. Now, you guys will see us, and we have had our share of disagreements. But we had to learn the art of fighting fair. And meaning that when we did communicate with our words, that we weren't hurting each other with our words or our actions. Because at the end of the day, I, I can't believe I said that saying, I, I don't like when people say that. But for the lack of time, <laughs> at the end of the day, I was going to be here with this man. And we had to learn how to put our differences to the side. We had to learn how to fight fair. Watch this. Dr. John Gottman renowned marriage expert he says there are four horsemen mm. that can kill your marriage y'all ready for this four horsemen that can kill your marriage criticism contempt defensiveness and stonewalling let me let me spend a little time there criticism is when you're constantly tearing down your spouse finding critique finding something wrong for everything that you find wrong with your spouse you need to find four good things to replace the one bad thing you said. But what happens when you constantly just live with criticism and people keep tearing you down? After a while, that person has nothing left to give if all you do is criticize. I think there's a proverb that says, it's better to have a dry morsel of bread on a roof than to share a mansion with a nagging wife. Mm -hmm. Criticism can kill a marriage. Contempt, when we talk to each other crazy, contemptuously, when we don't have respect for the other, calling each other out of our names, uh, that's not good. It's been said sticks and stones may break your bones, but words will never harm you. That's, that's a, a <laughs> words. You sometimes some words you cannot take back. Right. Defensiveness. Now in marriage, you're going to have to learn. I don't want to give a lot of how to, because we'll give that a little later, but we, we have to use I statements and not you statements. We said this in our, uh, our podcast the other day that when you say something to your spouse, communicate to your spouse, 
Instead of saying, you always, you, because when you do that, what do people do? They get defensive. What you mean you? Right. But when you say, I feel, that takes away the defensiveness. But when you're always defensive, whenever your spouse or significant other tries to come to you, pretty soon they're going to stop trying to come to you because you're always defensive. Stonewalling is when you put up that wall and you're like, what's wrong with you? Nothing. And you walk around, you're not talking. You need gates, not fences. Mm. I mean, you need gates, not walls, because I can't tell what's going on behind the wall, but I can at least look through the fence and you can open up the door when you're ready to talk. So we had to learn how to communicate. Right. We had to learn how to fight fair. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't think we've gotten better. Oh, absolutely. We don't we don't stay mad. Mm -mm. As long as we used to. <laughs> Life is too short, really. It's too short. It's, it really it's, is. It's too short. It really is. And when you learn that dance of, okay, this person isn't, he's not feeling this way today. Let me back up or let me check on him more. It, it's just that fine tuning of that dance. Yeah. How many of y'all have ever gotten stuck in a rut, uh, stuck in this loop? of going back and forth with verbal ping pong and never resolve your situation. Have you ever gotten stuck in an argument? Put a thumbs up if you've ever gotten stuck in an argument. You've been in that loop to where your ego would not allow you to apologize or you felt like you weren't being heard. Have you ever gotten stuck? Oh, I see some thumbs coming up. So we all have. Let me, let me go back to number one real quick. Let me ask you this question. On a scale of one to 10, how, how would you rate the communication in your marriage? On a scale of 10 being we're extremely great communicators and one being, oh man, we suck at communicating. What would you give yourself as a couple from one to 10? Let's see what we got. Nine, sevens, uh, seven, six, five. Seven. 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 Six. All right. That's good. Somebody said 15. Wait a minute now. Y'all, y'all must really talk good. Uh a lot of people are averaging somewhere in the middle, which means that there's a, all of us share the same room, a room for improvement. That we need to learn how to communicate better. And don't worry, we got you. We want to teach you some tools on how to communicate better. We want to teach y'all how to resolve conflict in a healthy way. All of that is coming. Let's move to number three. Go ahead. We had to figure out how we wanted to raise our children. And it was a bit of a challenge in the beginning because we have a blended family. Mm -hmm. So Stacy and I have three boys together and he had a son when we were in college. And when I was, I was pregnant with Amari is when um, Calvin's mom reached out to you saying that it, that it was rough where they were living. In Philadelphia. Let me tell that story okay. real quick. So Calvin's mother, as we stated, I had a son when I was in college. I was a junior. And his mother, after graduation, went to the Navy. And she was in law school in Philadelphia. And Calvin was in a very rough public school where he was bullied, his finger got slammed in the door, broke his finger. And she's like, can he come and stay with you while I'm in law school? And I said, let me talk to my wife. 
And when I talked to my wife, Rhonda said this, she says, I, I want you to raise your son, but I also want room to learn how to be a, a, a new mom. So can you give me time to get acclimated to our new baby and then we can break it? And so we did that. Mm -hmm. uh, but it did not come without challenges. No. We had to learn how to go through family counseling. Mm -hmm. uh, we had to adjust our values with the values that Calvin had brought from his mom. And it seems like as soon as we got that thing figured out, she relocated to Millington to the Navy base and was spending a lot more time with her son. And again, that conflict arose between this different value systems. And when Jordan was born, our second child, he had some medical complications that came. And instead of going back and forth and fighting, we acquiesced and allowed Calvin to go stay with his mom so that we could give the full attention that we needed to our son who had some medical challenges. Mm -hmm. And we have learned how to raise our children, because watch this, Rhonda has values from her family of origin. I have values from my family of origin. I'm from Route 1, Austin, Kentucky. Uh, we had pigs and chickens and, and cornfields, and, and I came from a, a broken family. Rhonda had both parents. She's from Louisville in the suburbs of Louisville. She's a city girl. We were green acres for real. For real. For you know, real. darling, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. We were totally different, but we had to come together. And here's what you got to ask yourself when you get married. What do you want to bring from your family of origin? And what behaviors do you want or values do you want to leave from your family of origin? Because I'll give one example. Um, when it came to Christmas, oh. tell, them, tell them how mad your mom and daddy got about Santa Claus. I'm the youngest of seven. And I don't know, <laughs> maybe some of you guys may remember the JCPenney and Sears wish books. Well, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My father was the sole breadwinner. So come Christmas time, because we believed in Santa Claus, well, I believed in Santa Claus, I'm going through circling everything I wanted in the Sears and JCPenney wish book. They called it a wish book. So this particular Christmas, I wanted a set of luggage, in addition to all the other stuff I didn't need, a set of luggage that says going to my grandma's house. And I didn't spend the night at my grandma's house that much to have luggage. But at any rate, what Christmas morning came, I guess my parents got too tired. I go in their bedroom. I see this luggage. My mother decides she's going to tell me that there's not a Santa Claus. I feel so bad because she's telling me that my father has bought all these things. I would have never asked for as much as I asked for knowing that he did that. And I vowed to him that day. I said, when I'm grown and married with kids, they will not believe in Santa Claus. And they didn't. And how did they feel about that? Oh, my dad was, he was a little disappointed. He was like, well, you guys were brought up. I said, well, daddy, that's the way you guys raised us. It's my opportunity when I'm grown that I'll be able to do to raise my children the way that we wanted to raise our children. So the key to a happy marriage is that y'all got to figure out what your value system is going to look like. It's going to be different. It's going to be similar to your family of origin, but it's also going to be different. Mm -hmm. It has to fit what works for your house. Are y'all following us? And in addition to that, you have to decide what new things you guys are going to develop together as a new unit, not just what you bring in from your family of origin or what you're leaving, but what things you and your, your husband want to have together. That's right. So number four, another thing that we learned is that you got to learn how to overcome disappointment. 
in marriage, you 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 want to stay in the honeymoon phase, but that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. uh, you remember the real world back in the day on MTV? It said, welcome to the real world where people stop being polite and start being mm -hmm. real. Yes, I remember. Marriage sometimes feels like you go shopping, go window shopping. You see something beautiful in the window. You're like, oh, I want that. And you go in the store, you, you get it, you try it on. And it even feels good when you try it on. And then you get home, you wear it a couple of times, you put it in the washing machine and it shrinks. And you're like, wait a minute, what happened? It changes. Oh my God. Are the, are the color fades. It, the color, because watch this, in the washing machine, there's this thing called an agitator that if the garment is not strong enough, it could tear it or change it. Mm -hmm. And your marriage is going to change once it goes through the washing machine of life. And you're going to feel like, wait a minute, I didn't sign up for this. This don't fit like it used to fit. Marriage is going to change you. And you got to be willing to be resilient enough to change with the change, uh -huh. right? Right. Uh, and we had to learn how to overcome disappointment. What is, right. I need y'all to talk to us real quick. What are some ways in your relationship that disappointment has shown up? And and just be generic. You don't do anything, don't say anything that's going to embarrass you or your spouse. But if you can, if you can share freely tonight, what are some things that have that cause disappointment in relationships? And maybe not yours, just relationships in general. What are some things that cause disappointment? Type those in the chat room real quick. Um, quality time. When you don't get the quality time that you're accustomed to, that can cause disappointment. Uh, having a blended family, that can that can cause some disappointment. Difference in love languages can cause disappointment. Um, making promises and not keeping them. That's right. Mm -hmm. Not keeping your word. Uh, money. Money. All of those things can cause disappointment, right? Um, the biggest one, somebody said it, and that is when you don't keep your word. Mm -hmm. when you don't follow through on what you say. And we make vows to each other that sometimes we break intentionally or unintentionally. When I look up the word adultery uh, in the original Greek, the word adultery means to water down. Mm -hmm. And some of our marriages can become watered down. Watch this, going back to communication. When you're not communicating with one another, you leave the door open for other people to come in and get the ear of your spouse and your communication gets watered down because other people are now in your spouse's ear. You Adultery is not just the physical act of having sex with somebody else. Adultery can also be what? It can also be um, talking to someone emotional. else. Emotional, correct. And, and one of the biggest threats for women is emotional adultery. It's not physical. Mm -hmm. Men probably more physical, women more emotional because people start talking to you and you get emotionally involved with somebody who's not your spouse and it gets watered down. And so through all of that, those disappointments, whether it's how do we raise kids or money or different value systems, we've got to figure out a way, watch this, to reconcile. Right. And and that's why, you know, scripture tells us, do not allow the sun to go down on your anger. And so how important, baby, is it for forgiveness in marriage? I can't stress enough how forgiveness is because life is so short mm -hmm. and we don't know what the next day or the next hour is going to bring. Um, my mom, before she passed, every every time I talked to her, whether it was 
whether she was coming to visit or just going to the going to the store, she would always say, Lord willing. So Lord willing that we're still on this earth together, you know, that forgiveness has to take place because just that would just be the most awful thing, knowing that your spouse didn't wake up and there was animosity between the two of you. We have to learn how to overcome disappointments. We're going to hurt each other's feelings and trust is the foundation of any relationship. I want to tell you this, you can survive disappointments. Mm -hmm. I don't care how hard it is. I don't care what has been done. If there's true fruits of repentance and y'all both are willing to work on it, you can stay together. And so we want you to know that. And, and Rhonda and I have overcome disappointments We've learned how to forgive. We learn how to work. And we're going to give you some more tools on how to overcome disappointment and learn how to reconcile. No matter what disappointment your relationship has gone through, you can regain your trust through forgiveness and working on your marriage. And how many of y'all are willing to fight for your marriage? Put a fist in the chat if you're willing to fight for your marriage. If you still love your spouse, if you love them with everything you got, put some, put a fist in the chat. I heard... Um, Dr. Miles Monroe say this, somebody sent me this, inboxed me this, and he said, love is not enough to stay married. Uh, did I get y'all's attention? I said, love is not enough to stay married. He said, because 95% of the couples he had counseled over 30 years, he said, a lot of them came to his office with divorce papers in their hand saying, I still love him. I still love her, but I don't like him. I, I I can't get along with them. And he, he said they they still had feelings, mm -hmm. but they didn't have the knowledge on how to stay together. Right. And what we're trying to do tonight is to show you that in order for you to stay together, you're going to need wisdom. Wisdom builds the house. Mm -hmm. Understanding establishes the house and knowledge puts riches in each room. Every one of y'all have a house but do you have the knowledge to make this marriage work? Do you have the knowledge to sustain it? Do you have the understanding to hold it together? Because love ain't going to do it. You know, what does that old song say? Uh, love can't pay the bills. You know, you know, do you have the skill set in order to make this thing work? Somebody mute your phone. I hear somebody's phone. If you can mute your uh, computer, appreciate it. Um, so overcoming disappointment. Let's move to number five. Y'all ready for number five? This is the last one. Watch this. We had to learn how to be naked and unashamed. This is going to be a little deep, so please bear with me just for a minute. Because, again, I want to talk about the differences between me and Rhonda. My childhood was much different than my wife. My childhood was interrupted with molestation from, cous from two cousins. At age 12, I lost my virginity in my grandmama's garden. At age 13, my uncles came into town and gave me some porno magazines and said, you are a man now. Here you go. And my young brain was not ready to absorb all those messages around sexuality. I was not mature enough to handle it. So my brain got rewired to the point where I was very promiscuous through my adolescence all the way up to college. And man, I had to figure a lot out when I got married. My wife was the first person to teach me what real love looked like. I remember going to Rhonda's dorm and she had a poster up on the wall 
and she's and the, and the poster said, I asked God, how much do you love me? And he opened his arms and he said this wide. And that's when Jesus died on the cross. And I remember we, you know, not to be too transparent, but it's the reality. When we first made love, my wife cried because she had made a promise to God that she wasn't going to have sex until she got married. And I interrupted that for her. But I want you to, I want her to tell you about her growing up and how it was different from mine. Well, see, I was raised in a house that we didn't talk about sex. I'm quite sure if we went to our parents or even our older siblings that they would discuss it. But to be open freely just to talk about sex, that wasn't, that wasn't done in my growing up household. And your religious upbringing. And my, I'm getting to my religious upbringing. I was brought up Church of Christ. So in the Church of Christ is a whole bunch of you don't, mm -hmm. and they don't tell you what you can do. So I had to learn that this is not for me. You know, I had to learn how my worldview of a healthy sexuality was not defined by the Church of Christ or defined by what I didn't know from my home. So when Stacy and I got married, we had to learn each other, basically. We had to learn each other. We had to learn how to love each other. Yes. We had to learn how, what do you like? What don't you like? Mm -hmm. Because men are taught to hear yes, and women are taught to say, to no. say no. And so how do you deal with uh, two people, one person that's been overexposed to sex, and a person who's been underexposed to sex, we had to figure out what worked for us. Fast forward to 2007, we wrote a book called Naked and Unashamed, uh, a journey towards sexual fulfillment in Christian marriage. And what we talk about is our journey on how we had to learn the anatomy. Mm -hmm. Neither Rhonda nor I knew much about the clitoris, that it was designed simply for a woman's pleasure. We didn't know what an orgasm was for several years. Okay. You know, we we had a podcast. We talked about, you don't have to fake it okay. till you make it. And for years, Rhonda was faking. I said, girl, you was faking it. Wait a minute. I thought you was hollering for real. <laughs> and, she, and she said, I didn't want to hurt your feeling. And plus, I didn't know what right. it felt like. Mm -hmm. Right. So we had to figure all that out. And some of y'all are still trying to figure it out. We, we did a workshop uh, not long ago where we had a, about 17 couples. And in and, and one point in the workshop, we asked women, you know, we talked about the importance of being, knowing your own body and, and, and knowing your vagina. And we said, how many of you women have ever looked in a mirror and looked at your own vagina? And baby, out of 17 it couples- all, It was only one. It was only one female. One female raised her hand. And it's not judgment. Mm -mm. It's just the reality that some of us are middle-aged and still are not erotically conscious. And we're still trying to figure out a healthy balance in our marriages because in marriage, one person wants it more, one person wants it less. How do you find a happy balance? I want to ask y'all this question. How many of y'all think that there's another level of, of sexual pleasure available for you in marriage? Some people feel like that when you get married, it's a ball and chain. It's going to be boring. It's going to be missionary the rest of your life. How many of y'all know that there's another level of fire and passion that is available for you in your marriage. Put some fire in the chat if you know there's still some fire left in your oven, that there's still some spice in this that you want to explore and get to. Put some fire in the chat. There's so much more than what you've already yeah. experienced. And that's why we created 
Naked and Unashamed, we wrote that book. And we also created Eden Circle because we wanted to make sure that couples get coached on how to take their intimacy to a whole nother level. There's so much more. Yeah. And I see all the fire in the chat. I see some people want some more spice and some more passion, some more fire. It's available. As I was thinking about this, baby, I, I realized that faith, hope, and love mm -hmm. are so necessary. I, I want to, can we zoom out, Dante? I want to, I want to show them what's in, in the background of this, uh, this wall up here on the camera. If you could zoom out, I want y'all to see what's behind us because this is what's behind Rhonda and I, our marriage. There's faith, there's hope and love. First Corinthians 13 and three. And it says, there's faith, there's hope and love. And the greatest of these is love. If we did not have faith in God, we would have messed up and gave up a long time ago. If we didn't have hope that God could change our marriage, we would have gave up a long time ago. Love is the greatest. Love doesn't keep record of wrongdoing. Love does not seek its own. Love is not selfish. Love believes all things, endures all things. And love will keep us together. Love and knowledge and wisdom and understanding. So with that being said, how many of y'all would love to get some tools on how to do the five things we mentioned? If you would like to get some of these tools, I want to tell you, we got something very special coming up, baby. Tell them about it. October the, 5th. Yeah, October the 5th. October the 5th at 6.30, we're having what's called uh, Marriage Matters. And so we want you and your spouse to join us for this seven-week course. Um, and it's going to be every week. We're going to gather in person and online, uh, in person for dinner, a very light dinner at 6.30. And the class starts at 7 p.m. And we're going to cover seven things. The first thing we're going to cover is strengthening connection. Mm. So that's strengthening the connection in your marriage. Uh, that's going to draw you closer to your spouse. Then we're going to talk about the art of communication is number two. We talked about how important communication is in marriage. We all have a deep longing for emotional connection. It's a fundamental human need. Emotional connection in marriage will only be achieved where there's good communication. So we want to teach y'all how to stop talking at each other and start talking to each other. We want to teach you how to get understanding. And all you're getting, the Bible tells us, get understanding. And we're going to teach you some tools on how to communicate in a healthy way. What's the third thing they're the, going to learn? The third thing is about resolving conflict. Now, conflict, as we've stated before, is inevitable in every marriage. All couples disagree, we disagree, but it doesn't mean that you married the wrong person. All couples disagree, but, and it doesn't mean that your marriage is doomed for failure. Mm. So saying sorry and forgiving each other are vital in being able to resolve conflict. So that's the third thing that we're going to talk about. The fourth thing we're going to talk about in this free seven-week class is the power of forgiveness. Saying sorry and forgiving each other are vital. We have to learn how to say, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, so many nights in my young, in our young marriage, I remember being mad and going to be a man and like trying to concentrate. I don't want my feet touching her feet. And then you wake up the next morning, you got a crick in your neck. You didn't sleep well. 
and it ain't worth it. Mm -mm. You know what I mean? So we got to learn how to forgive. What's number five? The fifth thing is the impact of family. Family background has a big influence on what marriage looks like. And so what are some things that you want to take from your family of origin, like we decide what we just discussed? And what are some things that you want to leave behind? And then what are some things that you want to bring to the marriage together as a couple? So that family impact. And y'all know who we are. You know, we you know the sixth thing we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about having some good sex. We're going to talk about how to put some fire and some spice in your marriage. We are going to get you out of the land of vanilla and take you to Baskin Robbins and give you 31 flavors, baby. Uh, emotional connection creates good sex and good sex creates a greater emotional connection. They go hand in hand. It's not about all about sex, but sex is so important. There's There should not be any couple that's experiencing a sexless marriage. As a matter of fact, some of y'all, my Eden Circle people that are on tonight, y'all should know the answer to this question. Here's a pop quiz. How often does a healthy couple have sex every week? Put it in the chat real quick. How often does a healthy couple have sex each week? Put it in the chat. Three times. I see you. Somebody came real fast. Mm. All right. The Gibsons. I see y'all. Somebody said four. Come on. Keep it going. Two times. Two, five. Did I just see seven? Six, <laughs> five, seven. Hey, man. I like that person. Who is that? Somebody said seven days. Seven whole days. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Once a day. Back in our 20s, baby, we do it twice oh, a day. Oh, back in our 20s, yeah. But the way my knee is set up in my right But the seventh thing we're going to talk about in this marriage course is love in action. All right, what is that? So it's love, like we said, is more than about your feelings. It's not a love. It's not a noun. No, it's a verb. It's a verb. It's action. Mm. So it has to move. And so it's about what we do, what we're involved in. And love always costs us something. Yeah. And, and that's why it's important that if you want your marriage to be healthy and strong, you got to invest in it. But here's the best thing about this class. It's free. Why is it free? Because Ron and I we recognize the grace that God has given us to stay married for 30 years. We've been through some ups. We've been through some downs. We've been through some good. We've been through some ugly. And we want to share with you freely what God has shown us through this course, this Marriage Matter course. How many of y'all could utilize these seven principles to help take your marriage to the next level? Put Just hit the little reaction button. Put your hand Put some hands together on your screen. Put put a thumbs up in the chat if you could use these seven principles. It's free, y'all. We're, we're going to be meeting for the next seven weeks, mm -hmm. uh, starting October the 5th on a Thursday night. Here's what we want to do. The first 50 people that sign up, you're going to meet with us live every Thursday, and we're going to have dinner at 630. We're going to, Rhonda and I are going to sit down and eat with you at 5777 Winchester uh, in the building where we first started New Direction, in that chapel, we're going to meet with 50 couples every Thursday night with a dinner and then Bible study, uh, not Bible study, our class will start at seven and we'll go over these seven things for seven weeks. It's free. How many of y'all could utilize this? I see some thumbs coming up. So listen, the first 50 people who sign up and listen, don't do this. Don't sign up just to be greedy and you know you ain't coming. 
This is only for the people who are committed to taking their marriage to the next level because we're giving you a gift, but please don't, don't overlook the value of this gift. This, this is really like a, uh, a $700 course that we're giving to you for free, but you're going to have to invest your time. And watch this. The best part about it, we have child care. Yes, we have child care. So if you have children, you we will watch your kids. We're giving you a free meal. Listen, but we need you to go to the link tonight and register for this class because we only have room for 50 couples. And once you sign up, we'll lock you in. Listen, some of y'all might be saying, well, is is what happens if, if I don't make the 50? If I don't make the, well, we'll be virtual. For those of you who are in Kentucky, for those of y'all in Phoenix, mm -hmm. and you can't get here, you will be able to Zoom in at seven o'clock and be a part of our class virtually. So don't don't sweat it. But I still need you to register tonight. Absolutely. So I want you to go to that link. Charity, is that link on there? There is a QR. Code There's a QR there. code on the screen. Can y'all see that QR code? You can take your smartphone and scan that QR code at the bottom. Charity, can they see that? Mm -hmm. Can y'all see that? You, you scan that QR code and you register tonight if this is something that you want. Listen, if there's nothing else, I, I want we want to go to Q&A real quick. And so we said a lot tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, we got about 10 minutes left and we want to make sure that we hear your hearts tonight. If there's something we raised up or something we went over too fast and you're like, wait a minute, can you expound on that a little bit? Or if you have questions about the Marriage Matters course, go ahead and ask a question in the chat or raise your hand and Charity will call on you and we can hear you if you want to speak. Uh, Q&A, what questions do you have? Ebony, uh, you have your hand up. I'm going to unmute you. Go ahead, Ebony. Ebony, are you there? Ebony, we see your hand. I, okay. I, didn't have my, I didn't have my hand up with the question. That was, I was putting my hand up saying we were going to sign up. Oh, so, all right. Where are you coming from, Ebony? Where are you coming from? We're in Horn Lake. Horn okay. Lake, all right. Well, thank you for being on tonight, and we look forward to seeing you and your husband in class. You 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 remember Randall? Randall? Oh, what yeah. What's going on, Randall? Yeah, it was my birthday was Sunday when we paid the 49ers. Yeah, happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday to you, man. I don't want to talk about that game. That, that that's traumatizing to me. Uh, yeah, thank you, me thank you for reminding me. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else got a question? Come on, yeah. I know somebody got a question tonight. All these folk on here tonight, y'all ain't got no question. We got how many couples on here tonight? Fifty-five. Will this class have? Materials. Yes, very good question. Will this class have materials? Yes. Once you click on the link, you must get a workbook. And the workbook, uh, tell them about that, baby. How's that work? So you click on the link to order the book. It's not anything that we physically have. So the book is going to, it's, it's a, a work journal that will help you follow through with everything that we're discussing um, during these seven weeks. Yeah. So we want you to get the book. Because, you know, and for Rhonda and I, when we do classes, she can't read my chicken scratch. So I get my own workbook uh, because she writes all neat and stuff and I'm and I'm all over the place. So 
Y'all need your own workbook. So when you click the link, make sure you order both of y'all a workbook. Mm -hmm. And I think they're how much? I think they're they're either seven or ten dollars. Yes, it's nominal. Yes. It's a nominal fee. So the workbooks are for you. Any other questions, Charity, that you see? Any other questions? Any other questions in the chat? Um, as we're waiting on questions to come forward, just a few announcements before we leave. We also mentioned uh, Eden Circle. If you can pull up that slide, Charity. Eden Circle, a lot of those folk are on here tonight. And it's about 17 couples that Ron and I, we spend a deeper dive with. Um, we recently just took some couples to Jamaica. A lot of those couples that were in Eden Circle showed up at Jamaica. We had a wonderful time. We've had a pleasure party here at the house where people came over uh, and we learned some new tricks of the trade mm -hmm. on how to take our love life to the next some level. Special toys. Some special toys. We have a free master class every month. Um, we do one-on-one -on -one coaching with couples. Uh, when they get stuck, they can pick up the phone. They can We can Zoom together or um, people have driven to our homes mm -hmm. and we spend time right here on this couch talking some stuff out. Uh, so there's monthly training, monthly virtual meetups, uh, biweekly training, um, a discount on domestic and international retreats, and uh, couple counseling. Also, we want to tell them about something we're excited about. We're going to have Love on the Bluff. Love on the Bluff. Uh, um, and it's going to be in June of next year. June of Typically, what we do is we take an international retreat every other year. But I told Rhonda, Dion Cole messed me up. The comedian Dion Cole messed me up. He said, how many of y'all are 50? And raise your hand. And everybody raised their hand. He said, y'all got 20 summers left. I said, what? Wait a minute. And so I'm going to be 55 you know, at the end of the month. And so I'm like, baby, we need to go on retreats every year. So what we're going to do, this is going to be a regional retreat in Memphis at the Grand Central, at the Central Station Hotel very chic uh, hotel. We're going to have a rooftop party. We're partnering with a 901 Live Memphis. We're going to have live music. We're going to have dancing. We're going to have workshops. It's going to be all of that and a bag of chips. As a matter of fact, when we had our last conference, we went up on the rooftop. We were dancing all night and people like, where y'all from? We're, we're like, we're married couples. We're from Naked and Unashamed. And they're like, is that a Christian thing? I said, yeah. They could not believe that we were having a good time and talking about sex and all that. And we had a wonderful time. And so it's going to be a blast. So tonight, if you want to go ahead and put your deposit down on Love and the Bluff, it's only $100 to hold your space. And then we'll send out more information. You can go to www.drstacylspencer.com and find out more about Love on the Bluff. Uh, and if you want to join Eden Circle, if you need that extra help, in your marriage, I think there's two things that are needed for couples to really make it. You need coaches and a community. And, a community. and Rhonda and I want to help give you wisdom, knowledge, and understanding because love is not the only thing you need. You need wisdom and knowledge. And so you can join Eden Circle. Just scan that QR code and it can tell you all about Eden Circle. And one of the things I want to say about us is that you guys could talk to us about anything. And so those involved in Eden Circle, there's no pretense, there's no show. You can come bare and we will talk to you guys about any and everything. I try to censor myself when I'm preaching 
and when I'm on social media. And I thank you for that. I try. You don't always but try. but when we're in the Eden Circle, we are unedited. And we say what needs to be said. And we do it. We speak truth and love. And it really has helped so many people. And so if you want to be a part of the community, just scan that QR code. Uh, is that it? I think that it is. If, no more questions, Charity. Did you see any more questions pop up? Yes. So... <clears throat> A few people wanted to know, were you feeding their kids as well, or did they need to provide food? We will feed the kids as well. So we're going to feed you and your children. So when you go home that night, all you got to do is Put tell them go wash up and, and tell them go to bed, and then y'all go make love. Uh, but here's some ways to stay connected to us. So Eden Circle, we already talked about that. You can text us, text Eden to 833 676-3658 and you can get text messages from us. Mm -hmm. YouTube, Ron and I do a podcast every Monday and I'm going to fuss at y'all a little bit. We have all this information. We are just sharing. We're trying to be radical and, and share all these wonderful truths that the church refuses to talk about and y'all get shamed. And I read something the other day that explained it so well. Because we've been indoctrinated through shame, through white supremacy and slavery, and through uh, bad religion, many of us feel like that talking about sex is equivalent to eating watermelon in front of white folk. It's, it, people cannot say, oh, wow, thank you, Pastor and First Lady, for sharing that. I always wanted to know about how to please my husband, how to please my wife. But people see our stuff and they see us in the street like we're drug dealers, like, I really like y'all's podcast. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You can come and get the help that you need. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Dr. Stacey L. Spencer, and also our podcast on Spotify, Google, Chrome. Wherever you get your podcast. And Apple. Wherever you get your podcast, it's on there. Sign up, subscribe to our podcast. We are so excited. How many of y'all are coming to the class? If you're coming to the class, if you're signing up for the class, somebody type in the chat, we're coming to the class, we're signing up. Charity, give me a tally. I wish you could do a poll real quick to see how many people are coming to sign up for this class. So we, far, 17 people have registered. 17 have registered tonight. Now I'm, announcing, I'm announcing this Sunday. I'm going to announce it to our whole church Sunday. Y'all have an exclusive chance to sign up tonight and secure your spot. I can't promise you after Sunday that your spot is going to be there. So if you have a strong inclination that this is something you want for your marriage, I need you to sign up right now. Don't hesitate. If you if if, if it's resonated with you tonight, if something jumped in your spirit and you're like, that's us. And it's great to go ahead and sign up so that you can go ahead and get your book, uh, purchase your book so to be back to you uh, by the time class starts. Yes, ma'am. So six minutes, Dougie Fresh, we all... Uh, we are so grateful that you guys took the time for your marriage and your relationship to jump on tonight. It really does my heart good, baby, to know that people still believe in marriage, still believe in love. I've seen so many disappointment, disappointing stories this week. Young Jeezy and his wife getting divorced. Uh, Tiana Taylor and Iman Shumpert getting a divorce. And it just breaks my heart because I know God hates divorce. He wants us to make it. And we've got tools to help you make it and not just make it, but to enjoy being married. Right. My thing is this, if we're going to stay married for the rest of our life, can we have fun? 
Can we be freaky? Can we have some fun? Can we add some fire? Can we add some spice? Can we travel? Can we remain best friends? Can we keep honeymooning? I'm so glad this woman right here stayed with me for 30 years. And baby, I pray that God gives us 30 more years. I love traveling with you. I love spending time with you. I love laughing with you, even though my dad jokes get on your nerves sometimes. Oh, stop it. I, I love making love to you. And I pray that God will continue to give mm -hmm. us more and more love and bliss through the years. Oh, I love, you. love you. And we pray the same thing for y'all. As a matter of fact, can we pray with you before we leave tonight? Let me pray with you. Father God, I thank you for every couple from Kentucky, from Phoenix to Mississippi to Washington, D.C., uh, Alabama. God, we thank you for everybody that's on here tonight. Horn Lake, Mississippi. I pray, Father God, that you have blessed their union in a very special way tonight. God, I pray that you put divorce out of their mind. God, I pray they wouldn't even mention it anymore. I pray they tear up the papers. If anybody's filed, I pray they tear up the papers. I pray, Father God, they make a determination that we are going to make it. We are going to be naked and unashamed. We are going to communicate better. We're going to learn how to raise our family together. We're going to learn how to communicate. We're going to learn how to overcome disappointment. Father, I pray tonight that, Father God, the grace that you've shown us, the grace that you've given us when you've forgiven us of our sins, that we would show that same grace to our spouses and not give up on our marriages. Our marriages are worth fighting for. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm praying for every man and woman, Father God, that what you brought to together, no man, woman, no money, no children, no, no sexual issues would be able to tear apart what you have brought together. And so God, we seal their union tonight. We pray, Father, you breathe on their marriage and make it whole. And Father, when we start our seven-week class on October 5th, I'm praying, Father God, that, that that chapel will be full of people and couples who are determined to take their marriage to the next level as they learn these seven principles that will strengthen their union and help them to make it 30 and 40 and 50 and 60 and 70 years. So God, we love you tonight. We thank you for this time well spent. And I pray, Father God, that you continue to heal, and keep us together from the inside out. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all for being on tonight. I hope this was a blessing for you. And we cannot wait to see you on October the 5th. We're going to take it to a whole nother level. And hopefully I'll see you Sunday for worship when we um, celebrate. We're having our celebration of our 30th anniversary on this coming Sunday. If you want to come celebrate with us, our services start at 9.30 a.m., 6120 Winchester, or you can tune in online at intonewdirection.org because we're going to celebrate what the Lord has done in our marriage this Sunday at New Direction. And we're baptizing 30 people. So oh, no, it's 35. 35. 35 people uh, this coming Sunday. So we'd love for you to come and be a part. God bless you. Have a good night. And don't do nothing we wouldn't do. Well, that kind of leaves it wide open, don't it? We love y'all. We'll see you later. Go and be blessed. Good night.